ladies and gentlemen, what's good, y'all? It's Chris Gary again, back at it with another interview, but this time it's not just for Focus Fights and or the MMA opinion. It is also for the We Are Rising podcast as well. As you can plainly hear, Andrew Benjamin is not really feeling too good right now. I guess all that drinking probably might have gotten to him, but still. I have the opportunity to interview a guy who is probably one of the top mixed martial artists in the Oceanic region currently that isn't signed to one of the bigger promotions, and a guy who will be making his Japanese MMA debut considering the fact that he already fought in shoot boxing before on August 18th at Dolphins Arena in Nagoya, IG Japan for Ryzen 18. That man is Trent Nino Loco Geardham. And he is currently riding a record of 11-2 overall, riding a three-fight winning streak. He's 5 feet 8 inches tall, weighing 135.6 pounds. Originally from Western Sydney, New South Wales, Australia, he fights out of Tiger Muay Thai and MMA in Phuket, Thailand. And need I mention, he's a wild-style fighter. I don't know what that means, but if that means that he's pretty badass, I guess I can count it as such. Anyways, he will be facing off against La Mangosta, Victor Henry, at Ryzen 18. In a bantamweight contest, 61 kilos, 135 pounds, that is sure to be, as some famous broadcaster likes to say, a rip snorter, just to say the least. On this special interview with Geardham, I will be asking about how he came up in MMA, what led him to training out of Thailand, what are his thoughts about his opponent, Victor Henry, who, if you haven't listened to the interview that Andrew and I put up, it is available to listen to on the We Are Rising SoundCloud account, and pretty soon, maybe, possibly right now on the We Are Rising YouTube but still, I got a ton of things to ask Trent Geardham, and I hope you all will enjoy it. But first, let's go ahead and get a little brief introduction on our subject for today. Introducing first the fighter on my left, fighting out of the blue corner, a mixed martial artist, any 185 centimeters tall, and weighing in at 60.6 kilos. Fighting out of Sydney, New South Wales, Australia, Trent Nino Hello? Um, hello, is this Trent Nino Loco Geardham? Yes, that's the one. Okay, okay. I mean, I know it's probably like, what, an 11 or 12 hour time difference between Thailand and the United States Central Time Zone, because I know that you train out of Thailand now, and it's kind of crazy with the time zone, so I'm just trying to get in and get out as quickly as I can. <laughs> uh, worries. 1 p.m. here, so I just, I'm chilling. Right, right. So that means it's a 12-hour time difference. But still, I got a few things I would like to discuss with you, namely about your bout coming up at Ryzen 18. But before I get off into all of that, I just have to ask, 
you grew up in Western Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. What was trying to be a fighter in general over there, down under, felt like? It's pretty easy. Well, I'm from, everyone loves to fight. And most people are known as strikers from the Oceania region. So, growing up in Western Sydney, everyone gets into fights. And first, I was playing a different sport that we call rugby league. Mm-hmm. And then I picked up a pair of gloves and started doing jiu-jitsu and I fell in love. And I've just been fighting ever since, since I was 15. I had my first fight in fighting for seven years. Oh, wow. Now, and it's crazy because you're in your early 20s and you pretty much started fighting when you were a teenager. I mean, did you really feel any pressure making your pro MMA debut at such a young age, knowing that you were still a school kid? I think it's a lot more pressure on my opponents. Like, I remember when I was like 16, I was fighting grown adults and guys with families and kids or some gym owners and stuff like this. So there's more pressure on them because... If I lose, I lost to a grown-ass man. I'm just a kid still. I'm like, I just turned 22, so there's no any pressure for me. I just come and I fight. If you lose to a kid, that doesn't feel good. Indeed, it doesn't. Especially if that kid has better knockout power than any grown-ass man that you would want to come in contact with. (laughs) For sure. Now, I know that you are also well-versed in Muay Thai as well. Did the whole Muay Thai career take flight as you started your MMA career, or did you originally think, you know, I'm just going to work over the art of the eight limbs instead of thinking about grounding and pounding somebody? Well, first, I started boxing when I was really young, but just just for fun, and I've always been a bit aggressive, so my parents put me into that. And then I didn't do it for about five years, and then the UFC game came out. And I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt, but which game were you talking about? Undisputed 3 or the EA Sports game? I don't know, the first one ever. Oh. When I was about 13, I picked it up, and I was learning all the moves, and I just said, this would be cool, I want to do it. I went to a gym, and they're like, how do you know all the positions and all the submissions? I said, it's been playing the game for like a year. So pretty much my background is playing video games. (laughs) I think in a way, in North American terminology, it would be like a kid who grew up playing American football, learning how to stop a defense by playing Madden NFL football, or internationally, a kid learning how to kick in association football or soccer, learning how to play FIFA. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But pretty much I done that, and then I fell in love with jiu-jitsu, and then I went to a gym, and pretty much in Australia, you can't fight MMA in my state until you're 18 mm. at that time. So I started taking kickboxing fights, and I had a coach from Holland. So the first year I fought under him, I had 10 fights in one year. I won, won mm. them all. Wow. And then I was 16, got my blue belt when I was 16, or 17. When I was 17, 18, I got my blue belt in jiu-jitsu. Had a few amateur fights. I only had three amateur MMA fights. When you're a blue belt and you're like a champion in Australia, no one really wants to fight me. So I just said, yeah, I'll go pro. Took my pro debut on like a week's notice, fought at 66. Put the guy to sleep. And since then, I've just been training hard and fighting and moved to Thailand. So now I'm living here doing my thing. And I love Tiger Muay Thai and I love 
everyone in Thailand is where I want to be. Hmm. And you know what? I really find that crazy because, of course, you are basically representing a part of the world where for a long period of time you had to fight in a ring before you could fight in a cage. I don't know which part of Australia was notorious for that, but still, <laughs> that was kind of crazy. Actually, all my MMA fights have been in a cage. So this is the first time I'm fighting in a ring for MMA fight. Okay. Yeah. And I know that once before you fought in the Super Fight League, and obviously you fought three times in the ACB, now ACA promotion, and twice in United Arab Warriors. Was fighting for those promotions, and especially fighting abroad in China, in India, in the United Arab Emirates, and in Russia, if I'm not mistaken, was fighting away from Australia all those times probably difficult for you to navigate or was it probably for you just like any other old fight? Well, when I first started I was undefeated for a long time so it became a lot of pressure like going to all these places but once I realized fighting is just fighting. Mm -hmm. If you don't love it you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't get nervous before you fight. When I walk out, when I weigh in, everything, I'm always happy. If you're not happy, you shouldn't be in the sport. So, pretty much having all these experience, I fought in China with no corner. I wrapped my own hands. Mm. I fought in India, of all places. I didn't even want to go to India in my life. I went there. I done it. I think this is just all life experience and fight experience for me. So, I think it's just made me a better fighter and a better person seeing the world. And now, I've always wanted to fight MMA in Japan. It's always been my dream. Everyone talks about the other big shows but I always said I want to fight in Japan MMA that's always been my dream and it's I'm here now I'm 22 everyone thinks oh you're 22 it's, it's pretty quick nah I've been fighting for seven years it's like half of my life I've been doing this and it's good to finally be where I want to be and it is kind of crazy because in a way wouldn't you probably consider yourself a child prodigy as far as combat sports go, because I know that there are very few child prodigies that got into MMA. Of course, Katsuhiko Nakajima fought his first fight at 13 and was the youngest fighter to ever win a professional MMA bout before turning to pro wrestling. And Sage Northcutt, everybody was so busy riding his high because of all the karate tournaments that he won before blossoming out in the UFC and obviously how he got knocked out in one FC recently against Cosmo Alexandre. You've been fighting since you were a teen. Do you see yourself as a child prodigy come to life? Uh, I just see myself as a kid from Western Sydney. That A lot of people from Western Sydney, they don't leave or they don't find a way out through fighting. I found my way out and I love where I'm from and I just want to represent them, my family and who I am, my gym. So, I guess you could say, when I was 15, I wasn't that good. I wasn't like the, everyone said, oh, he's going to be UFC world champion. I was the guy that was getting beat up. I had five fights and I lost three out of my first five fights. Mm. And no one really thought I was going to be any good, but I put a lot of hours. They say, you know, a million hours and you're going to master something. I've done so many hours on the mats, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, and it's just all coming together slowly but surely. So I wouldn't say I'm a child prodigy. I'd say 
I'm saying I'm a hard worker that wants to be the best and I'm not gonna stop until I'm the best. I see, I can understand that. It's kind of crazy because of the fact that a lot of people when they start off young, especially in the American sports landscape, when they start off young, like fresh out of high school, normally their careers bottom out as soon as they reach their mid-twenties. But it is kind of crazy that you are managing to actually do that and... I'm pretty sure a lot of the people who are basically new to you, who will be new to you for the first time, they can't wait to see what you got coming up on August 18th. And speaking of your upcoming fight in Japan, this will be your first time fighting in MMA in Japan, but you also have a shoot boxing background. You lost to Kenta Yamada at last year's shoot boxing World S Cup. I mean, what were your thoughts about getting into shoot boxing for the first time? I was sitting at home in Thailand. I got a call on like five days notice. I was up late eating some cereal, just hanging out. My a friend from Australia that has connections with shootboxing just said, hey, do you want to fight at 65? I know it's not your weight class. I know it's not your style, but do you want to fight? I said, yeah, how much does it pay? <laughs> it doesn't go on my MMA record, so it doesn't matter. So I went over there. I cut like five kilos in a few days. I fought Kenta Yamada. I think it was... I've never watched the video back, but I remember dropping him at one point in the fight. Mm -hmm. But they don't give an eight count unless they sort of stay down. If you don't show that it's hurt you, the fight just keeps going. But it was a great experience. And the Japanese people are so cool and so awesome. I lost the fight, but i love to fight him again. Anyone that's ever beat me knows I want to fight you ten times. I'm going to... Keep fighting you until I beat you, so he got lucky, but if I ever fight him again, shoot boxing, kickboxing, he'll go to sleep. <laughs> I see. Since you experienced shoot boxing, I know that goes back to your Muay Thai background, but would you probably see yourself having a career in that type of sport? Pretty much I'll fight anyone in any style. I always say that. Like I say my style is wild style, so if there's a wrestling competition that I can enter, I'll try. I'll put my style against anyone's in anything. I'll fight pro boxing. I'll fight kickboxing, K1, Muay Thai, MMA. If there's a fight, I'm willing to take it. That's always been the way I live and the way I fight. And that's why I have a lot of fights, I guess, for a young person. Everyone always says, oh, how do you get these fights? How, how do you do this? I say, someone asked me to fight, I'm going to fight. Hmm, I see, I see. And when it comes down to your upcoming opponent, Victor Henry, he trains a lot with the war master, Josh Barnett. I mean, I gotta ask, have you ever seen a Josh Barnett fight, first of all? Pretty much, yeah. I've watched Josh Barnett since I was young, and I've seen him fight for years. He's a, I look up to him, he's a great fighter. I've been watching Victor Henry for years too. You might not know who I am, but I've known about him for a long time. Hmm. I've always had my eyes on him. So I've learned a lot from watching Josh Barnett, his style. And I've watched a lot of Victor's fights. I've watched him fight in Pancrase. I've seen him fight for the deep belt. And he recently fought one of my teammates in Russia. And I wasn't that impressed with his fight in Russia. I saw some holes that I think I can put a little knee in his face or a little elbow and... Andy's night. Hmm. 
And when it came down to what Victor Henry said in an interview that my co-host Andrew Benjamin and I had with him a little over 12 hours ago as at the time of recording this interview, Victor basically said, I'm willing to bring my best if you bring yours. What do you have to say about that? Pretty much that's what you always want. You never want to fight someone that's like, you know, they're over the hill, you got them on a bad day. I think if I bring my best and he brings his best, the Japanese crowd's going to love it. Everyone in the world's going to love it. It's going to be a war. And pretty much I'm going to bring my best. He's going to bring his best. And the better man always wins. Sometimes shit can happen in a fight, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyone can beat anyone. And I know he's ranked number one in Japan and the USA, number two in Russia. But he ain't ever fought nobody like me, so... I'm going to give him some surprises. I'm sure he's going to surprise me with some shit too, but fighting's fighting, and I'm bringing my best. He's bringing his. We're going to go to war. Mm-hmm. And if you were to give one hell of a battle to Victor Henry, would you be open to eventually coming to the U.S. and competing out of the UWF USA camp in San Bernardino, California, if the invite is there? You mean to train alongside him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty much anyone I fight, I'll train with after. If they show me some shit, I show them some shit. That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Always after, like, you know, we're going to fight. It doesn't matter. We're going to hate each other. We're both doing it for the same reason, to get paid, because we love it. So I'll train with him before, and then I'll fight him. I'll fight anyone. Basically to know somebody's secrets, right? <laughs> yeah. I can learn some secrets from him, and I'm sure I could show him some stuff. But we're going to show that stuff in the ring, and then maybe after we can speak about that. Mm-hmm. And I just have to ask you a couple of things before I close down this interview. First of all, you're going to be fighting in the rising ring for the first time. What does fighting in that type of environment mean to you? Pretty much... I'm getting to express myself on where I've always wanted to be. It's still a fight. It doesn't matter if we fight in a backyard, in a room, in the Satama Super Arena, that's where I want to go, or the Dolphins Arena. I don't care where we fight. A fight's a fight, and I'll embrace the crowd before and after. The only thing that matters is trying to knock each other out, trying to choke each other out, and getting my hand raised. If you weren't in combat sports, if you weren't doing Muay Thai, if you weren't doing professional MMA, hell, in this case, if you weren't doing Australian rules football or rugby, what do you think would be your main occupation? Mm. Well, pretty much I've been fired from the job. A lot of people say, bro, you're not just a fighter, you're not this, this isn't your identity. Yeah, you can be a good person, but if I didn't have fighting, I wouldn't have a life. This is... This is it for me. I'm 100% in love with it, and there's no other option for me. I don't even think about that. People say, oh, what are you going to do after fighting? Oh, I'm going to coach. Oh, what happens if you get injured? Oh, I'm going to coach. Oh, I'm going to teach. My only interest is in this sport. You can ask anyone that knows me. They say, oh, what's Chen doing? I'm either training, watching fights, or fighting. So I'm 100% in love with this sport. I don't even think about other stuff. I can. I mean, I can understand that, especially when it comes down to the certain attitude of some fighters, especially 
in the worlds of boxing and professional wrestling, the latter of which is also what Josh Barnett is in, to them, this is pretty much their life. You don't play combat sports, you become a combatant. Exactly. We're playing our game as a life. And that's why sometimes you get hurt, sometimes you die, but that's life and we're here to play our game and it's the best game in the world. Exactly. In some countries, it's pretty much the only game or the only fight in town. <laughs> One more thing I gotta ask and then I'll let off with a final question. Do you have any way for your fans to contact you? Uh, my Instagram is N-I-N-Z Wildstyle. Neens underscore Wildstyle. My uh, Twitter is Neens N-I-N-Z underscore MMA. I don't know. Anything else? I mean, aren't you Pretty on much. Facebook as well? Hit me up on Instagram. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a Facebook page, Trent. Nina Loco Goodham. And That's one... it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, one more question I want to ask. For anybody that's pretty much going to be new to you, for anybody that's pretty much trying to doubt you and say, oh, you know, you're just nothing more than a kid from Western Sydney who's never going to get by, what do you have to say to those people before you head into the Rising Ring on August 18th? I say pretty much I am a kid from Western Sydney, but it doesn't matter your background, your family, your parents, life's up to you and I've gotten this far, I'm 22. I'm where I want to be in my life, and just watch Ryzen 18, and you're going to see something different, you're going to see something new, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to love me or hate me, but they're going to watch me. After this fight, they're going to want another, win, lose, or draw, they're going to want to see me again. I see, and with that... And expect, mm -hmm. I have two sayings in my life, if you ain't flying, you ain't trying, and if you ain't spinning, you ain't winning. So, expect to see flying knees, spinning elbows, and now I can soccer kick people, so I've been waiting for that. Well, you better hope that when it comes down to them elbows, Victor Henry accepts the challenge. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope he wants to don't play, you know, footsies with me. <laughs> right. But other than that, Mr. Geardham, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I'm sure that I'm not the only one that hopes that your fight with Victor Henry will be something incredible. But hey, I hope y'all bring the house down in Nagoya on August the 18th. Thank you. Likewise. I hope everyone tunes in. No problem, mate. And hopefully when my co-partner gets well, we can probably have a discussion again. Maybe a little post-fight interview. <laughs> For sure, I hope so. Alright, okay. Talk to you later, mate. Enjoy your training. See you, mate. Well, that was my interview with Trent Nino Loco Geardham. We learned a lot about this young kid from Western Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. And it's crazy to me that this dude doesn't consider himself as a child prodigy or any type of things like that. He just considers himself as a guy who wants to kick ass, take names, and make people notice him. So I gotta hand it off to them. Of course, Trent also wants to give a shout out to his people at Tiger Muay Thai in Phuket, Thailand, because he knows that those people are some cold-blooded killers. And in a way, 
When it comes down to the people at Tiger Muay Thai, I know that they are not training for fights lightly. They train with everything they got. And that's exactly what Trent Gearham going to have to bring to Victor Henry coming up on August the 18th. He's going to have to bring everything he got and vice versa in order to make the fans in Nagoya go home with something they can talk about. Plus, you're going to see a lot of great action on this 13 fight card, including fights such as Manel Cape versus WEC and UFC veteran Takeya Mizugaki, Kana Asakura taking on Alicia Hatpint Zapatella, and many great bouts featuring young up-and-comers like Hiroto Uesako, Real Goku Takiya Shota, Ryuji Horio, Tabata and Batgirl Watkins, Ai Shimizu, and much, much more. So if you feel pumped up about this show or need some time to think it over, don't miss out. Don't get shut out. Rising events are starting to become must-see shows in the fight world. So go to fight.tv, download the iOS or Google Play app for your smart device of choice. Or hit them up on all social media platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. At Fight TV. And let them know just how excited you are to check this rising show. Or any other event on the Fight TV calendar out. And with all apologies to the five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. WCW champion, the leader of reality of wrestling, Booker T. He'd probably tell you, do it. Do it now. I'd do it for you. <laughs> but still, y'all, I'm sorry for going off on that little wrestling tangent. I hope Booker T ain't listening to this. He probably wondering what the hell this man doing messing up my style, man. <laughs> Thank you to Trent Geardham for the company. I really enjoyed the interview that we done together, and I hope this leads to... Him and Victor Henry tearing the house down on August 18th at Dolphins Arena. And I would like to thank all y'all for listening. If you want to follow me personally, you can follow me on Twitter and all my quirkiness at ChrisGary92. I'll be sure to follow you back. You can follow the show account at We Are Rising Pod. W E A R E R I Z I N P O D, all in one word. You can check out the show on YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and hopefully sooner rather than later. And I'm letting y'all know right now that I do want to put this podcast, and hopefully Andrew Benjamin feels the same way, on all podcast providers or apps or what have you. So for right now, we're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube, but hopefully soon we will stretch out. If you want to get at Focus Fights, we cover combat sports events and prospects like Trent Geardham all around the globe. The scenes of Japan, Russia, South Korea, the U.S., the U.K., and pretty much all over the entirety of the seven continents. Well, six with the exception of Antarctica will be emphasized. You can follow us on Twitter at Focus Fights. You can like our Facebook page even though we haven't posted anything yet on there. At Facebook.com slash Focus Fights. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is what you're probably watching this interview on right now. We don't have a proper URL for our YouTube, but when we do, we'll let you know.
All we're just trying to do is get our website back up, focusfights.com. That URL has been down for a few months. And once we get everything back in order, we can give y'all some of the best fight content known to man. But still, for right now, all we got is our Twitter, our Facebook, and our YouTube. And if you put us over, we'll reward y'all tenfold. And also, y'all can check out the best MMA blog on Facebook, facebook.com slash opinion. We cover just about every combat sports event there is. Well, well, all we do is really put over Ryzen, Bellator, and UFC fight results, but we can put over other fight news just like everyone else. But we do it with a certain flair, and if y'all check out Facebook.com slash opinion. I promise we will do whatever we can to make sure you get the best fight news that a Facebook blog can give you. And also, just a little promotional plug, if you want to follow the Rising Fighting Federation, you can do so on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. Their Twitter handles are at Rising underscore PR and at Rising underscore English. Their YouTube YouTube.com slash channel slash Rising Fighting Federation. And they are also on Facebook and Instagram under the Rising Fighting Federation handle. But still, that just about does it for me. For now, I thank y'all for listening. If y'all can, share the video, give it a thumbs up, give it a reaction if you're watching on Facebook. And the illustrious Lenny Hart has one parting thing she would like to say. And with that, we out this mug. Later.